Sue Kurati is one of the most influential business leaders in our community. The C-Suite, featuring key leaders in Des Moines, and explores the motivations that made them successful and how they're shaping their organizations, our city, and the economy. And it's sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge. The C-Suite with Sue Kurati. Hi, I'm Sue Kurati. I'm the retired CEO of Bankers Trust. Uh, not so retired because I'm doing this as a favor to my friend Van Harden, and I'm with my wonderful friend Beth Brady, Chief Marketing Officer of the Principal Financial Group. Beth, welcome. Thank you. Suku. It's great to have, have you here, and why don't we start with your providing us your background. I know people will be very interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Um, I was born and raised in uh, Minneapolis and then went off to school out east, New York, and college upstate New York, and then to graduate school at Columbia, and then stayed in New York uh, for a number of years at New York and New Jersey region. And my background in, from a work standpoint is um, marketing. So I work for consumer packaged goods companies, ones that you all know, like Best Foods, Unilever, um, uh, Pillsbury, Diageo, General Mills. Um, and so I spent mo most of my career doing marketing at those companies. And, and in packaged goods, when you're a marketer, you're also the owner of the P&L. So you just kind of grow up through marketing. So I ran businesses. Um, my kind of claim to fame was I was the problem solver. So tough businesses, businesses that were struggling, they would turn over to me and I would kind of fix them. So I was the, the Ms. Fix-It. Um, and so I was doing that. I uh, At one point in my career, I decided I needed a change. And I, that change was because I looked around and I saw what was happening in the world of data and analytics and digital, and I recognized that perhaps I didn't have the depth of experience. So I went and um, took a position with Nielsen Company, which is just a big data and analytics company. Um, and I did a couple of things for them. I started by helping architect their practice structure globally, and then I was their um, global president of their segmentation business. And I was doing that when I got a phone call from, um, from a headhunter and about a position in Des Moines, Iowa, working for principal. And I first thing was Des Moines, Iowa. I've never been to Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> I don't think that's probably where I planned on seeing myself next. Um, and so, and it was financial services. And I'm like, well, I grew up in packaged goods, so I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. Um, and so I, Probably didn't take it very seriously, but I did agree to meet with um, some people from principal. And uh, one of the people I met with is our good friend, Larry Zimpleman, um, who is the retired CEO. Um, now it's Dan Houston. Um, and I think that's kind of when everything just went <laughs> a different direction because once you meet Larry, um, you know, you look at it and say, this is a guy I want to work for. This is a place I want to be a part of. And so I miraculously found myself making a move to Des Moines, Iowa, to be the chief marketing officer for principal. Terrific. Well, you know, you've got a great background, packaged goods, consumer goods. So this was completely different. Yes, it was. And in that sense, from my observations and knowing the people at the principal as well as I do, you've done an absolutely terrific job. How was the transition? So there were you know, I say the transition, I answer that two ways. One uh -huh. is the personal transition I thought was going to be very difficult. I was living in Minneapolis. Um, when I was working for Nielsen, it's a global company, so I was traveling around the world, but I was really working remotely. Uh, my office was in New York, but I was 
working out of of my home in Minneapolis. So I and my whole family's there, and you know it was a really comfortable lifestyle. Um, and so the transition of making a move to a town where I um, didn't know anybody, I'd never been to Des Moines. Um, I didn't know the company, so I had no, no one at the company, um, and it was a new industry. So, um, so there was the the personal transition of coming here and sort of starting um, from scratch. And so I think that was probably a little scary, um, even though I've made some moves in my career and gone to some places. But um, so I think that was a little scary. And then I think the the, the professional. Um, was moving from a position where you are running businesses and running P&Ls to a position where you're sitting in the C-suite um, and you're influencing across a huge uh, amount of things. And so that was um, that was new to me as well. So the um, transition I thought was going to be very hard, but um, it wasn't, partly because the people I work with at Principal made it so easy and they were so welcoming. And the community in Des Moines, yourself included, was so welcoming to me. And um, and so what I thought was going to be difficult was really wonderful. And with your background with Nielsen, finding principle to be truly a global company. Yes. And then trying to transform it to a one brand globally. Tell me a little bit about how that went. Yeah, so... Um, one of the primary reasons I was hired on and the reason that they wanted to bring in somebody that had a very deep uh, marketing background and branding background was because principal, like a lot of companies um, in financial service in particular right now, recognize that building a brand is really important. It's not just about what you do, but it's what you stand for. And it's a great company, but it did not have a very strong brand expression. And um, and also, I think that that people at principal, you know, there's a lot of of you've got your actuaries and your accountants and your lawyers, um, and so the the marketing muscle wasn't very strong, and so they wanted to bring someone from the outside. And the number one thing wa- they wanted me to do was help them figure out what our brand was, where we could have one single unified brand, and so um, and so that was a big that was a big task because you got to get a lot of people in line and everybody has an opinion. Um, but, but we got it done and um, it really started as, that's, that's really our North Star as a company now and everything else emanates from that. Yeah. Beth, you've had an incredible career and I know that along the way you've learned a lot. And is there anything that you want to share with our listeners that, you know, any pieces of advice, kernels of wisdom? Yeah, you know, I, I get asked that question like yourself. I sit on a lot of panels and get asked to speak at, at events, and, and I get asked that question a lot. Um, what I would say is that, and I can just look at myself, and when I think about why am I sitting in a role right now that, you know, who would have thought that this would be the best job of my life, and it really is. Um, but the only reason I got to this place is because I was willing to take some risk along the way. And um, you can get really comfortable and complacent in a job and know it really well. For me, I feel like part of the reason that I ended up here is because I was willing to to try some new things, even though it was a little bit of the unknown. And so one of the pieces of advice I tell people is don't be afraid to take some risk and try new things because you never know what you're going to find. And um, if I hadn't taken that Nielsen job, 
I wouldn't have had the analytic and data background to be able to do the job I have now, which is a combination of running our insights area and our branding and our marketing. And so that experience gave me a unique qualification that um, allowed me to, to take on this role. So don't be afraid to take some risks. That would be that would for sure be one of the first things I'd say. And then the second thing I'd say is, is you know, be curious. You know, ask a lot of questions. Um, get out there, read, travel. You know, all, when I was in packaged goods, I often found that people would sit in their offices, and we were selling food, but they would never go to a grocery store. So be curious. Find out what's going out there, and don't be afraid to to make changes. So risk, curiosity, I've, I've heard you speak, you've got exceptional communication skills. So tell me, in that whole equation, how important is it to have really good communication skills? And I'm talking about both oral and written. Um, well, I, somebody asked me recently, what, when you're looking for new people in your team, what do you look for? And I said, the number one thing I look for is people with strong communication skills. I look for people that are, you know, journalism or, and, and if they can pair that up with something else, because even more so now than ever, everything is, is about whether or not you can engage people in your message. And that's all about communication. And so, and it, and it has to be, you know, it has to be both written and oral because you're speaking to people and you're trying to inspire them, your team and others that you might work with. Um, and a lot of what we do these days is delivered in written communication. If you think social media is just one massive, you know, letter that goes on and on and on and people going back and forth. And so you have to be able to pick the right um words to get people to one understand and to two to engage in what you're trying to explain and you know as much as we try in this community to make sure that we do indeed attract millennials etc because there's a lot of concern about shortage in the workforce etc etc so and as you have found uh, Des Moines truly is indeed a surprising place. Mm -hmm, Sometimes we are apologetic for Des Moines, and I always tell people, whenever you go someplace, you know, when you are introduced to somebody, when they say I'm from New York, they don't say I'm from New York, New York. So don't say I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, just say I'm from Des Moines. So you found Des Moines to be yeah. a place that you've been very pleased with, et cetera. If you were giving any advice to millennials about this community, what comes to mind? Well, I, when I gave you my background, I told you that I, you know, right. I went to school out east, and then I stayed in New York, and right. I worked there, and um, so I was right in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, and I can tell you what I would tell millennials is: when you first start out, you're poor. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you may have a really great job, but it's really it's just starting out. You're poor. Sure. You're starting from scratch. You have nothing, and um, and it's really hard to make ends meet. And living in New York was wonderful, but I couldn't enjoy the city. Um, I couldn't, you know, yes, there's the theater and there's, you know, sports and there's art and there's all sorts of great shopping and great restaurants. Um, but those were hard things to afford. Des Moines has all those things, right? We have great theater. We have great art. We have every weekend something's going on and great restaurants and easy to get around. And if you're just starting out, if you're a millennial, you can afford it. 
and it's got a huge and growing young professionals population. So it's a vibrant city. Not all cities are, but Des Moines is vibrant. And for a millennial, it's a perfect place to get started because it's a great lifestyle that you can afford. You can afford to do those fun things. You know, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to speak about the principal charity classic. Obviously, I'm a passionate golfer, and I think it's just a top-flight event. What would you tell somebody who's never really been exposed to it and plays some level of golf? Yeah. What would you tell them? Well, what I'd first say is you don't have to play golf. Exactly. I mean, it is just a great event to go and, um, and, and observe. And there's great golfers there, but and it and it's and it's a wonderful event in the city. Everybody gathers around it. But I would also say that the real true value of the Principal Charity Classic is the dollars that we raise for kids' charities. And Principal in this community is really believes in in our kids. Yeah. And so I would say for no other reason than you know, go have fun, and it's a it's a great way to be able to give to to yeah. these wonderful charities that are helping kids all day long. And since inception, approximately how many dollars have gone back to the kids' charities? Over ten million. And I'm not sure that everybody fully is aware yep. of that. Yep. That is really significant. And, and I we're know breaking that, records every yeah, year. Every single year, breaking records, and clearly this falls under your tutelage. So yep. thank you for doing what you're doing and. Thank you to the principal for being the sponsor of this because without that, we wouldn't have this. And, and, and you know, uh, I'm not ashamed to say this, but the professionals would say this is clearly the best tournament on the Champions Tour. And so I think we have to be really proud of yeah. that, but without the principal, we would not have this. So Yeah, and there's support. You know, Larry was a huge supporter, and Dan is now a huge supporter, and our you know, our leadership at the company yeah. supports and our, and our employees. I mean, we're very proud of the work we do in the community. Yeah. And we're especially proud of creating an event that people can have a lot of fun at, but at the same time um, gives back so much money. Yeah. In, in your business, I'm sure return on investment is something that people talk to you about. Is there any view that the, there is an expected ROI at the Principal Charity Classic, or is it this is about the community, and the ROI is not really. Well, I think in. you know, there's always you're always looking for the return, but mm -hmm. I think in this one the return is not just about pure dollars; it's also um, economic value. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. also um, bringing an event to our community that helps attract those millennials that we are so important to our businesses yeah. around here. And as part and parcel of this event, you do something for the young leaders, so to speak. So speak to us about a little bit about that. Yeah, so there's a program that um, is uh, a networking program, and it's geared towards young professionals um, in town, and it gives them an opportunity to come in. It, it's connected to the event. It's, it hap it's happened at different times along the way, but um, networking on the green is, is yeah. what we call it. And um, But we bring in professionals like yourself and myself <laughs> Um, to come in and and meet with these young people, they get a chance to um, ask us questions, to make a connection, and I have to tell you that the the young folks that I've met at that event are wonderful and really sharp, and they stay in touch with you. And I've always said, you know what, one of the best 
things that I can do at this point in my career, and I know you believe this, Suku, because you do it all the time, is to mentor young professionals. Help them to make the right decisions. Help them to kind of navigate difficult issues. And this is an, uh, this networking on the green is a way to connect yeah. those professionals with these young people that can so get so much value out of these relationships. Beth, thank you so much. Um, it's always a privilege being with you. You know, since you arrived in Des Moines, we've become really good friends. Mary and I are very fond of you, and I just have so much respect for you. Folks, I've been talking to Beth Brady, a dear friend and chief marketing officer of the Principal Financial Group. Thank you again, Beth. Thank you. The C-Suite with Suku Radia, sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge. The C-Suite with Suku Radia, sponsored by Competitive Edge, advertising specialty manufacturing company, your promotional edge.